You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Hey, it's your boy, uh, Casual Racism? Throwback joke. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of an intro. Hell of an intro. After, after the attack helicopter penis from last week, it was it's, 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 it's a hard one to top. It's a hard one to top. It's the, uh, the largest uptick in website visits meatspin.com has had in years. So <laughs> once again, please do not go to meatspin.com. <laughs> once again. If I only get one, it's worth it. <laughs> We're also here with Ben Guyton, also known as the Dude Abides. And apparently meatspin now, forever and ever. So. Uh, he's he's up, also everybody? the uh, sole proprietor of meatspin.com. <laughs> LLC. Yeah. yeah, and that that voice you just heard—that is our special guest this week, Julian Casada, also known as Ramses. Hi, all! Happy to be here. Stoked to be on this fabled gilded show. Uh, stoked to hear a bunch of dick jokes tonight. It's gonna be fun. Well, we hope we uh, we meet your expectations. That was, <laughs> that was a nice intro. Fabled show. I like that. <laughs> yeah, way way to all suck right. up the job. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, tell him we have say, good sound quality or something. He didn't say anything wrong. I'm just saying. He didn't say anything wrong. <laughs> Don't talk about my best friend jaw like that, okay? <laughs> I I lead in with casual racism. You suck up to him. What is this? You're trying to take it over? <laughs> All right. So we're, we're going to swing back around the Ramses shortly. But uh, before we do that, this is episode number 152. We are recording on March 26th. We're released on March 27th. A couple things to talk about tonight or today whenever you're listening i got some quick updates talk a little bit about toxicity there is uh, more changes coming on the ptr and we do have some community questions we're going to dig into but before we get into all that i would like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time thank you very much for taking the time to check out watchpoint radio we do talk about overwatch news and competitive and some esports but the primary focus of this show is the community and the state of the game if you do enjoy the show, you want to keep up with us, just check us out on Twitter at watch, you know, twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. And we'd love to have you join us on our Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. And as always, I'd like to thank any returning listeners. Thank you guys for coming back to check us out week for week. You know, whether this is your first real listen or your 151st, we definitely appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, no new Twitch subscribers this week. We do have a new patron. It's been a long time, but we got another one. Yay. Thank you very much, Bronze Betty, for becoming a patron. We really do appreciate your support. Uh, no community feedback. Like I said, we have community questions a little bit later. We'll get into that. So... Before we get into our quick updates, 
let's let's talk about Ramsey's a bit. How how you doing? Well, this feels weird for sure. Uh, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, I just started doing Overwatch podcasting about a little bit over two months ago. We started with Stage One, so it's been definitely a, a interesting change, but a really fun one. Having I'm, yeah, excuse me, having a good time and I excited to be here. This is my actually my first guest spot on any show ever, so I feel I feel very good. That's good. We'll see how you feel after the show. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're we're glad to have you here. I mean, you you said you're uh, on Owl by the Numbers. Yeah, so Owl by the Numbers is a fantasy Overwatch League podcast that, well, a podcast and a show that we do um, with. If you're familiar with Overwatch League Network, which does that show, they do. Why am I forgetting? The, um, they do a bunch of other shows. Tom's going to kill me for by, for forgetting the other names of our shows. <laughs> yeah, he has. But, I mean, it, it is a network, right? So they have yeah. like the Overwatch League network. They have they have that show, Hack the Planet. Now, yeah, Hack the Planet's um, our new Contenders podcast. Um, yeah, Heroes Never Die. There, Ed will not kill me anymore. Um, Heroes Never Die is our <laughs> general Overwatch podcast. Um, Overwatch League Network is our normal Overwatch podcast, and we they've been around for a while. We just started this podcast for this season of Overwatch League, um, and we're really pushing on Fantasy Overwatch League, which is a little bit hard to wrap your head around sometimes. But there's a lot of stuff going on with it. So okay. Oh, sorry about that. No, no, I just said, okay, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so Overwatch is different than a lot of traditional sports because for a football team, you're starting 11 people on either side of the ball. I mean, baseball, you have, I'm going to butcher the number again, but I think it's 11 people again. Am I wrong? And then, so. Baseball's nine. Nine. Yeah, nine. You could tell I don't play baseball or watch baseball. <laughs> um, no, you know, you know more about baseball than I do. Because I'll just say I don't know how many people play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so fantasy Overwatch is interesting because you only have six people starting at a time, and really you pretty much everybody's divided into three positions instead of I mean how many positions are in every other sport. So the main two the main two sites we work with, of course, are Winston's Lab, which if you're familiar with Winston's Lab, it's like an Overwatch League stat site, and then of course High Noon. Which, of course, no relation to the High Noon podcast at all. But HighNoon.gg is the other website, which we primarily use. It's a little bit cleaner. They both have their differences and their strengths. But we like High Noon because it's really simple, really clean cut. And then really, it's way more accessible than Winston's Lab. And then you run, we run three leagues. There's like traditional leagues where you just, you pick your players and then they play against other people. You have pick-ems, which you just want to do that, where you can just pick the matchups each week. And then we also have unlimited drafts, which works similar to if people are familiar with um, what was the name? If people are familiar with like DraftKings or like Daily Fantasy, where you pick, you can set your ideal lineup for one week and then start those up, and they go in a leaderboard. So there's a bunch of different stuff for everybody to choose to choose what they want to do, and we cover all of it with Al by the Numbers, where you can hear me, um, my my boy Ednar, um. Totally drunk as well. And of course, Watchpoint Radio alum, Blaze and Bob as well. So it's a good time. We're on Tuesdays currently when this show airs, <laughs> usually over um, Tuesday nights, 6 p.m. PST. Of course, no Overwatch League this week, so we're taking a break for a week. But yeah, long way of rambling, but happy to be here. I'm stoked about just Overwatch podcasting in general. It's been a fun month and a half. 
Oh, good. I'm glad you're uh, you're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging. So, what about you? What about uh you as a as a player? I mean, you uh, do you get a chance to play a decent amount of Overwatch? Or? I do. I have recently learned the lesson to never play on a weekend, which I can't believe this is the year three of me playing, and I still didn't. I still didn't stick. Um, I started out as a console player, console for the first two and a half years. I think I was peaking. I think I barely peaked in the diamond as my top. And then I just recently switched to PC about two or three months ago. And in there, about mid to low gold, it fluctuates, of course. Uh, tank main because I have very, very crappy aim and I refuse to play Brig as much as I can. So tank main and just making my way through it. It's been I've been playing since I think launch, not beta, but launch. Mm. We have a lot of... Uh... We have a, we have a lot of listeners that actually transition from Xbox to PC. I see a that's what I see. Like the PS4 players generally stay on PS4, but the Xbox players, a lot of them move from one to the other. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna give you the same advice I give to a lot of people who transfer <laughs> from console to PC. Go on Steam, buy Doom from 2016. Right. By the time you come out of that game, do that. Your shit. mechanics, your mecha- your <laughs> aiming mechanics will be on point. And don't like, don't go easy either. At least, at least put it on normal, at the very least. But right. I recommend putting on one of the hard difficulties. That game, and I'll say it again once more for the church, <laughs> that game <laughs> is built from the ground up to teach you how to shoot and move and stuff like that. It is a great game to learn how to play shooters on PC. Yeah. Now, on top of that, Preach. it's just fucking amazingly fun. Like, it uh, is such a good game. <laughs> The thing that I didn't realize was like, I mean, of course, it's PC. Like, surely people have to have better fundamentals and better game sense from Xbox. Surely they have to. And I have never been more wrong about anything in my life. So, <laughs> No, no. Now, see, the, the, the mechanics of PC, that's a different story. Like, it's just I think the game does flow better on PC because the mouse mm-hmm. and keyboard. But game sense and mechanics, that's across the board. It doesn't matter what 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 console you're on or what platform you're on, I should say it stays the same, you know, and the people who generally stay, not just people who are in gold, but people who stay mm. in gold. Like when you see that gold <laughs> diamond or platinum border in gold, those people, they are there because they refuse to acknowledge their problem th- th- themselves as part of the problem, you know, <laughs> but that, that's the thing. It, it kind of, yeah it's there (laughs) it was like i mean i would i remember trying to explain to people like on console there's always like oh people are using like it's mouse and keyboard i I guarantee mouse and keyboard that widow's too good they have to be using a mouse and keyboard it's like or maybe like you just suck i mean yeah (laughs) i know i'm here and go on console for a reason it's because i haven't able i haven't ever been able to aim maybe it's just because you have the same problem i do yeah, like people upset at a, a you know, a, a hacking Widowmaker, but yet they're just out wide in the open on, you know, King's Row <laughs> saying, shoot me. You know, like that. Yeah, no, uh, I, I we, definitely. On PC, we don't scream hacking. We just scream Smurf. Yes. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> you scream. You, that, that, that is 100% accurate. You, you just call him a Smurf and then you feel better about yourself. I will say the bummer, though. Not a bummer because it's a good one. This needs to be this way. But one of the unintended benefits of playing on console is that at least I don't know if this extends to PS4, but with Xbox, you can make pretty much as many Smurfs as you want. I know I have like 
six or eight. Granted, I still played all my main heroes, so they were all ranked appropriately. But I know like at one point we had like our we had like our like if you've ever seen like the episode of SpongeBob where they fight against evil, like the every villain is lemons, like all the villains, like oh, we had yeah. all of all of our names were like XXX Barnacle Man, XX69, XX. <laughs> <laughs> XX the dirty bubble, XX69. Like Yeah. Like in this one, you still like well you usually what you see on PC in terms of smurfing, when those sales hit, those fifty percent off sales, mm-hmm. yeah, you get a lot of mm-hmm. you get an influx of smurfs. And it was actually so Humble Bundle had a they gave away Overwatch one time. There was an influx of Smurfs there. Uh, I even use I even used that one, but I even I actually ended up giving that account away to somebody because I'm like I just don't have time for a fourth account. Also, I don't I don't know if they don't they might not do this on console, but on PC they punish Smurfs now because uh, as you're doing your one through twenty five, if they can determine that your account is a Smurf account, your queue times are like five minutes plus. Mm-hmm. Per, well, yeah, so like that, they, that's how they try to punish uh, punish Smurfs on PC. Well, and it feels like they hit you with the curve way quicker. I think, especially with console. Like, I literally had a buddy who was like a Masters hit scan player who he to rank low. He would literally he'd play Winston, he'd play Legacy Sticks with Winston, and he would like unbind half of his stuff just to try and queue as low as possible. And he would still like after like three games, they'd push him back up. Like, nah, you're at least plat. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah I, d- I do find that they, they do put you up faster I've been playing since beta and it used to be that it would take up to you know like level 20 to get you in the MMR where you're supposed to be now it's like level 3 the last smurf I did I I think by the time I was level 3 I was, I was like level 3 no stars and I'm playing with people who are now like platinum border 5 stars you know stuff like that. So people who are experienced, like the, the system, can tell. The system you can definitely tell. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you would have to like purposefully just play like absolute trash in order to not get found out. But who wants to do that? It's just not worth it. I mean, I guess for I guess there's some people who really do want to hop on and and you know kick the shit out of lobbies, but that's not what I want to do. You know, it's, it's not fun. Like I, I have three accounts specifically. One account, which I technically, I guess you could call it my main account, but it's only my second highest account. It's like in low diamond. Um, that account I'll play with like groups and stuff with. Then mm-hmm. I have my practice account. I don't really recommend playing with me on that account because that is for me to learn characters that I am not good at, you know? And then I have my solo account to see how well I can do by myself. And mm-hmm. then after three accounts, I'm just like, I don't really know if I could use like, I I just never ended up using that fourth account even after I registered it. So, well, I think the other issue too is like, I mean, granted, we all know we all complain about like when Blizzard takes a long time to like to take justice with, well, take action with reporting, but like because of the Xbox, you're pretty much going through Xbox and then with Blizzard, and because you can make so many Smurfs, it doesn't even matter. Like in the like, they're not even. I don't even know anybody. Well, I haven't even seen anything that like where anybody got seriously reported or seriously banned where they can't just make a smurf 30 seconds later and go through it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I think one thing that will really fix that problem, because you're right, because one of the major complaints from console that was never addressed, uh, plenty of people said something about it. It just ended up getting ignored and nobody's talking about it anymore. Is that, you know, when somebody reports something, 
Blizzard usually tells the person to go to Microsoft, but Microsoft will tell them to go to Blizzard, and they get stuck in this endless loop of nobody doing anything about the problem. Mm. One thing I think that would tremendously help with that situation is if they forced you to register a Blizzard account with your account, with with, uh, your Overwatch account. Like, I mean, other games have done it. EA has done it with Origin for certain games, you know, stuff like that. Like, mm. You have to, I mean, it's the account's free. Like you can register as many Blizzard accounts as you want too. Don't get me wrong. However, you like, you know, you can only over, over register Overwatch once, mm-hmm. for example. So I think, um, you know, I think that would, uh, that would help. So oh, we'll see. But um, yeah, let's, uh, I guess we could start moving into our topics here. Let's talk, let's get into our quick updates, which this is a, it's a happy update. Toxicity is down 40%. Apparently. And I know there's somebody listening to this right now. They're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I'm not seeing that 40%. But this is this comes from uh, actually Gamescom. Uh, this is an article from Dot Esports. It says Blizzard reveals research that shows Overwatch's endorsement system is working. Uh, so I'll tell you exactly what they said here. Uh, actually, we'll start from the beginning. They said they, a lack of social consequences within the game was a big reason why players were disruptive. With their behavior, I mean that's something that we talked about for a while. Like there was no, uh, and this is a while back before the endorsement system. That there's no consequences to your action, and you know that that was one of our main reasons for. It's still one of our main reasons for wanting a clan system or a guild system. You want some type of social consequence. I, I really need you to put in the sound bite from the little skinny kid. What might you learn? It's your actions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was uh, that was a major issue, and the endorsement system I think helped a bit, uh, but still, it does need some tweaks. But uh, let me finish here, and then we can kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, but it, they said, uh, you know, there's been a forty percent reduction in matches with negative encounters. So I think we can only really. T- Take that as there's been you know forty percent reduction in matches where an action has been reported, and they also said that the looking for group fit system also helped. They they are crediting the, with with LFG uh, with helping. Uh, they said if you're not consistently getting endorsements, if you slip up, you're not going to get the endorsements, and your level is going to slip. This often causes players to want to get that level back and keep going, which offers a path to redemption, which is true. I mean, some people, you give anybody a rank and they're going to want to get the highest one, right? You know, some people thrive off of that. So I definitely think that is that is definitely true. And why I, I do think that the endorsement system has helped, you know, mm-hmm. and the LFG has helped. There's still a ton of steps that they can take to make it even better. Um, one being... I think you actually should be able to go negative on your endorsements, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because I know I, I understand the, the the concept behind it, right? Where they're trying to be positive and keep it positive and, you know, keep everybody up. And for the people who keeping the, the endorsement number up is important, that works for them. But you have a whole range of people, right? Who don't care about endorsements. Mm-hmm. They just don't care. And what would actually affect them is if, you can go negative and people in their groups or in their LFGs can say nobody under this endorsement. Well, actually, you can do that with endorsements now. Like you have to have a certain endorsement level to 
to get somebody you, you can set that so they can join the LFG. But let's be honest, nobody's really using that. Like I only play with level three endorsements. I think more realistically, if somebody could go like negative one, you know, negative two, like we don't want anybody below like with a negative rating in our group. Because mm-hmm. if that person got to a negative rating, they must be bad. You know? They like there's something going on with them. And I know Blizzard's worry about people maybe exploiting the system and stuff like that. Like, okay, if somebody won tricks and people uh, rate them down. They don't like that per se. But the trade-off is that, I mean, I understand that you won trick, but that's kind of the point of the, the thing is, but you, you need to be flexible in this game. Like if your one trick isn't working, you got to try something else. Mm. Right. Yeah. But I paid for the game and I'll play how I want Joe. Yep. That that's the attitude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's my so. money and I want it now. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that, the endorsement system did help that, you know, we're seeing less toxicity, even though before the show, I, I said, I don't think they count uh, throwing as toxicity. They can't really judge that. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, unless everybody, unless people report that player, but you know, in game somebody like, well, actually it's a perfect example. One tricking re- and refusing to switch off of a character, you know, that that's, that's the thing. So good, good for us. We're 40% better, apparently. (laughs) Well, we were talking about this before, too. I also wonder if it's just people aren't reporting as much just because they're over it. Or is just the idea of, like, what is it actually going to do realistically? Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. You're right. That A lot of people could just be like, the reporting system doesn't do anything. Uh, You know, even though I have to, like, when I report, I usually get a response back after, like, a day, maybe two days. But I don't report all that often. Uh, mm. So, I mean, it could be this thing. Like, it could be some people, they report all the time and they don't really see action because maybe their report wasn't really actionable, you know? And then, like, well, the report system doesn't work. But, like, when I report somebody, it's because they act- they did the shit, okay? They actually <laughs> <laughs> they, they actually did it. Um, and I usually, so I the report system does, well, I'll put it to you like this. The report system does, um do something like it they do they, they it's actual something but you don't know what that action is you know don't, don't know if it's a silencing a banning uh, a temporary suspension that could be another reason where it's like well you know some people may feel like ah this person they ruined my game they shouldn't be able to play overwatch for a week <laughs> you know and they just that's just not going to happen probably if, they, if it's like their first offense or whatever so <laughs> yeah so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what they continue to do. I, I I am a bit concerned because we were last, actually, last summer? Yeah, last summer was when they put the LFG in, like in June, I think. And they said, yeah, around September, we're going to have another social feature. And then we got nothing, which I've accepted that at this point, you know. And uh, But the thing is, like, it really sounds like, based off of what they said after the fact about the clan or guild system, it sounds way off. Like they might not even be working on it because the scope of it is so large. They want to add it to battle.net, but that's not what we need. We don't need the clan system to be included in battle.net. Just make it overwatch for now. And then, and not saying, not saying that it's going to be super easy to weave in later, but come back around. If you want to weave it into battle.net later, you know, Mm. Well, like the I think the clan system will probably be one of the biggest helping factors because there's way more. Because instead of being 
um, accountable to an endorsement system or being accountable to the reporting system, you're actually accountable to people and it makes a difference. You know, you can become a social outcast, a social pariah. People can talk, like people talk, they will talk about you, you know, and people can, you know, you can become like an overwatch social pariah, you know, this way. So I I think that'd be the most effective, but I'm, I'm a little worried that they're not really, that's not one of the things they're focusing on, unfortunately. So, eh, it's Blizzard. What are we gonna do? Unfortunately. <laughs> also, yeah. like, I thought you guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go. You no, go. no, no. You go, guy. Okay. You go, go. <laughs> no, I, I agree though. Like, it feels like it would be so easy. I mean, I could totally be wrong here, but it feels like it would be so easy just to make it backwards compatible eventually to where they can move into the battle.net because at this point we have been. People are starving for something just to make this feel a little bit better. I know talking to people, I know that like this feels for a lot of people like one like a particularly rough game season so far. At least with the people I've talked to. So I feel like both with toxicity, with people not knowing how to play, like I really feel like at some point we gotta get something soon or else I don't know. They <sighs> I'm ex- I'm being an optimist here, but I'm expecting something for year three anniversary. Mm. That would be the perfect time. Uh, by year three for a year three anniversary, I'm expecting that they're going to ha- show us something, an overhaul of the competitive system, uh, a clan system, something. Because you know this is it would kind of fit the timetable of other Blizzard games. Like I think two or three. Three years after Heroes of Storm came out, they actually had like that they changed, they completely changed the competitive system and Heroes, not completely changed it, but they changed it enough and made improvements and stuff like that to it, uh, to the competitors and the Heroes of the Storm. You know, they usually at this point they usually take a uh, a look at their games and see what they can really improve and get and get done. So I'm expecting some some kind of change. Like there's something that has to inject life back into this game and re, uh, you know, re, uh, you know, rehauling the overhauling the competitive system would help maybe focusing on adding some new game modes or something like that adding a clan system a guild system something to help with that would would definitely be you know help inject some life uh into the into the game and if they don't do it by the anniversary i think blizzcon is the hard cutoff like this is the year that's going to make or break overwatch this year Mm -hmm. year three you know um because new games are coming out they do not suck you know they are not bad games all right it was a uh, good time are, to be uh a gamer right I 2019 mean, has been on fire it's it, it really of games so far i was talking to a buddy of mine at work the other day about the number of like really good games even less than stellar games that are still a lot of fun like anthem um back to anthem and it crashed and tanked <laughs> terribly it's still a fun game to play you know and that i mean Apex, Division Two, Sekiro, like uh, what else came? There's something else early. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. I mean, it's just been game after game after game. It's just never ending, which is a really yeah. good problem to have. Of I have too many things I want to play. Right, and then we got yeah, Nintendo exactly. coming out with their their whole new thing with Cuphead coming to coming to Nintendo, mm-hmm. which is a game a lot of people didn't get to play. Um, Xbox is going hard with all their stuff. I mean, case in point, hell, I haven't played Overwatch until today in like three or four weeks. I know a lot of people, uh, even other Overwatch podcasters, that haven't really touched the game in a while. Like, we had a lot of people just go to back to CFEs and they did their event thing. 
That's the thing yeah. too. Like a lot of other games that were really popular, doing events and stuff now, and like putting shit out. Overwatch is just kind of sitting here being Overwatch still. We got shit to do, guys. Like, mm-hmm. come on, uh, they they got to yeah. do something. I think you're absolutely right. This is the year. Yeah, this is the year. Like, I, I I'm not gonna mention any names. I'm not putting anybody on Front Street, but there are quite a few Overwatch, not just podcasters, but content creators that are taking some serious breaks from Overwatch right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just like Ragtag, he uh, he's been nothing but Overwatch, uh, and he actually said in a previous video that he was not going to go to Apex Legends. Well, he corrected himself on Twitter and said, look, I know what I said. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> and he is doing uh, Apex Legends content now, completely cut off of Overwatch. And that was his bread and butter. That was That's what made him very famous. Um, right, and he's yeah. not the only one. Right, yeah. Like, this is, this is the year. But I have faith in Blizzard, not because I'm some Blizzard fanboy, but because Blizzard has been around for a while. They have experience. They... they it, I don't think they live in a box, right? The Blizzard isn't the type of developer that lives in, in a box. Like, uh, like sometimes developers that work inside of like EA or something like that. Like they live like Dice lives in a goddamn box, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but Blizzard isn't like that because they're so community focused. Like they are very in tune to what is happening in the community, and they are actually pretty good at separating what they should listen to versus what they shouldn't listen to, right? Even certain things that, you know, I think or they think like their reasons for not putting it in the game or not taking action on certain community things, they have good reasons for that. It doesn't make me not like my reason anymore, but I understand their point of view, right? <laughs> you know, so that's why I think that Blizzard especially with what just happened with Activision with the with the layoffs and them you know increasing the devs teams the dev teams by twenty percent right, um, I really do believe that they are working on something right. They are working on something, and I'm not of the opinion that it is just Overwatch League. Mm. Uh, I, like some people think that they're just they're, they're pouring everything into Overwatch League. I think that'd be a bad idea because while some people do start playing Overwatch because of Overwatch League. The bulk of people who play, who watch Overwatch League, play Overwatch. You know, well, and the marketing would even tell you otherwise. I mean, we complained forever as far as like, hey, it's the championships or Overwatch League. Why isn't this on the header for the game? Or like, hey, this like the All Star like the All Star break starts like in a couple days. Like, okay, that's on cool, but like, okay, first games of the season. Why is this not on the header? Like, oh, hey, right. do we have a preseason? Like, there's not a lot being like even for as much as they like. People want to say they like put everything to Overwatch League. It's not even. It certainly doesn't come across as the main focus. It feels like a lot of the teams are in tr- like have to carry the league with their own marketing. Right. And I think the other problem. I mean, the way I've seen it forever is that it's all. It's not a decision of apathy. I think, but it's this idea that like, at least to me, and please correct me if I'm wrong here. That over. I feel so much like it with Blizzard that it's this idea that. I've had to explain to people before, like they can't just hot fix something and immediately like change the whole competitive system. They can't hot fix a hero because of because of how few heroes there are in the game and how big the balance changes are overall. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Blizzard, especially with we're talking about the social feature, there's like you can't just introduce something like that and then decide a week and a half later, oh, we messed up. Sorry, we're gonna go back in, fix, take it away for two weeks, fix it, and then put it back in. Right. Yeah. I just you're, you're right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just don't think that I don't think people get that. I think a lot of that's like the the bridge that a lot of Overwatch players as well don't necessarily think about. And people Yeah. Yeah, I think that's because a lot of people don't understand game development. And I'm not some game development whisperer or anything like that. But I I I wouldn't even say I have an intermediate knowledge. I just have a more knowledge than the average person who plays games in terms of how game development works and the software development side of it and how the tooling and the their processes work. So you're 100% right. Like it's not that you can't just you know, snap their fingers and that's it. Type, type a couple lines of code and like, you know, that's it. You know, they have their plans planned out like, you know, like months in advance in some cases. And they can't just stop what they're doing mm. and start building in a new feature. Um, but like on, on the same tokens, like I do recognize that, but some of these, like the social features and stuff like that is something that they probably should have started on a while ago. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm saying like, I think I, I have faith that, you, you know, the year three anniversary will bring us some, some either new content, some new features, something it has to be something because if it's just skins again, that's not going to look too great going into the summertime. Wow. And then, you know, the next thing we're going to probably hear about Overwatch in terms of new stuff, because we already know Summer Games is coming, uh, you know, and uh, then we're going to have another... Lucio Ball Part 4! <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to have, you know, Junkenstein's Revenge again. Right? We already know that's going to happen. The next time we hear from them is BlizzCon. You are, and BlizzCon comes you know, toward the end of the the holiday, the Q3 rush, right? So Q3 is when I actually expect population drops because you're going to have games between September and October that major games releasing like every week almost, you know? That right. then, you know, people, they, sometimes where it's okay to release big news after big games come out, but sometimes you need to let people know that, hey, we got this thing coming so they don't forget about you. Because then when you do really say big things, like, oh, fuck, fuck Overwatch. I don't, I don't mm. care about Overwatch. I right. got Spider-Man 2 over here. Like, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I, at this point, I just wish that they would have more faith in the, the effect of developer transparency. Um, I understand, you know, especially when a game first releases, when it first comes out, everything, shit needs to be tight-lipped. We're in year three. That doesn't matter a whole lot. Uh, when devs become more transparent, yeah, they can shoot themselves in the foot. Like when they say, oh, we have a big social feature coming and then don't deliver. Yeah, that happens sometimes. But the majority of the time when you let the community know that, hey, we're working on X, Y, Z, you know, we're trying, this is kind of a roadmap, just a, even a vague roadmap of what they're working on instead of just saying being tight lipped and we're working on something ambiguous. You know, that looks a whole lot better on you as a de developer. It keeps people in the know that you're actually doing something and not just sticking your thumb up your ass, putting everything into Overwatch League, you know, like a lot of people believe. And I wish they would take that to heart. I really wish they would be a little bit more transparent with their development process. I yeah, like the... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just I think one of the dangers... I agree with you 100%. I think one of the dangers, though, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, that I feel like Overwatch has such a particularly toxic fan base no matter what, almost, at least with a lot of people you can see, and maybe I'm on Reddit too much, I will 100% 
<laughs> take that. But like people with this game are so eager to just pick out any any details that are exploitable or anything that they can crap on and just crap all over it as much as they can that I feel like I worry with developer transparency that any solution that comes out, especially with the new social feature, is just not going to be good enough. Like if there's not going to be one solution that satisfies everybody. And oh, then it's just going to start the echo chamber of, oh, dead game. This sucks. I hate Overwatch because I don't play anymore. Dead game. Ugh. I mean, we get that anyway. But the good thing about that is you get people talking about the game again. And for a game that's let's let's be real here. They're losing numbers for a game that's losing numbers like this and has very good competition coming out. Any talk about the game is good talk unless it's like something absolutely just fucking awful. But, um, you know, even if you do get the echo chamber of people, you know, saying, oh, this isn't good and they're transparent about X, Y, Z, people don't like it. Well, then that gets discourse going and can give a lot of these think tanks that are coming up with things to do with the game, things to change. That gives them ideas. It gives them things to talk about, gets the forums going, the community going. And that's never a bad thing for you as a developer. The more people talk, the more people throw ideas out, the more things you have to consider, the more data points you have to input, the better you can solve a problem. Hmm. Yeah, and then on top of that, with the with the, with the developer roadmap, um, even if you do, you like, okay, so you're going to get toxicity regardless. You're going to get people like, oh, I, no, I don't like this. This is going to suck, whatever. That happens when you have tens of millions of people playing your game or at least they did you know um but you still you do get valid criticisms which will help them mm-hmm. in their development process if they can sort that out so they get valid criticisms and you also get positive feedback like yes this is what we want and you can see how important a certain feature is and maybe that helps your development strategy going forward too so you the communication with the community, especially in a live game, mm. is very, very important. One, and I'm not saying they have to put out dev updates or roadmaps all the time and tell us everything they're doing, but the the fact that the community just has no idea what's going on. You know, we're in the third year. We thought maybe we get a, a change to the events, but we haven't had a change for a single event yet. The only event that we knew was probably going to change was Archives, and they haven't said anything about it yet. Archives is usually coming live like this week or next week. As a matter of fact, this sometime later this week, we may get something about Archives. You know? Uh, Watch this. As soon as we finish recording, they'll drop something at 12 at night, and we'll be like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a big, like, if they, so there was a, like a, like a, a I don't want to call it a leak, but I think somebody made a mistake on their website where they had the date for archives on there for like, it was like April 16th through like May something. Yeah. And, but they had the graphic for retribution. It will be a huge mistake to not have a new archives this year, in my opinion, because that will crush a lot of faith in this game. Like, yo, they didn't even change oh, yeah. archives this year. That would be a, a tremendous uh, problem if they don't do it. But yeah, they they just kind of need to tell us like, what are you doing? What are you working on? Because it just feels like you're working on balance updates, which I'm like, I guess, I mean, that's okay. I think right now they're definitely working on two 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 roll queue, um, because they're they're very calculated in what they say in public, 
and they would not have talked about it, even hinted at it, that they're working on it unless they were planning on rolling it out. Um, they kind of right. did it with the LFG system. They hinted that they were talking about it, and then it came out. You know, For them to talk about it in interviews, that means they're already well into the testing phase of it. Um, they probably have it up and running. They just want to keep ironing out the kinks, and they kind of admitted as such when they uh, did the big PTR balance update. Um, they constricted the number of playlists just to stress test their matchmaking systems. So they kind of admitted to using that last PTR update to kind of really dig into those kind of numbers. Um, so I think we're going to be getting that sooner than later. Well, That'll Jeff already the said next thing. He already got. said in an interview that they want two, 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 but the they have several issues they have to work out. Like right. Well, you know about how will how will SR work in in the two, two, two? Because that's actually the problem. With the queue system, right? Where you queue as like you know, let's say I think my Anna is at like actually it decayed so my my Anna is definitely at three thousand right now, right? So I got to I got my I got, I got to Diamond playing Anna, right? But what if I can't play Anna that game? Now what if I have to play a, a, a DPS? I'm only a I'm like a platinum DPS, right? Playing a Diamond game, that's the issue. That's more important than the two, two, two. Yeah, agreed. Right. <laughs> you and, know, and honestly, like unless there's like some magic tweak they got that we haven't considered or something I'm not thinking about, a two, two, two forced queue would be a huge mistake, especially when you just released a DPS slash healer hero. I mean, that's literally made for abnormal comps. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I'd hate it. I, I would. I mean, we've talked about it before. I would hate a forced two, two, two comp because I love changing it up and doing different things that people aren't expecting. There are certain things like Slambulance on First Point Horizon only work right there. But it's awesome to run it right there because it's the only chance you get to do that. You know, it it gives Overwatch the fluidity that you get by being able to do whatever the hell you want. And it works. I mean, the three of us have played together in a six stack and been beaten by one DPS five healers. Like yeah. crazy <laughs> things work sometimes. You yeah. know, and it's fun well, to be able to do that and just, you know, meme on some people, you know. Well, I don't want to dive too much into that topic because we literally have a community question about it later. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> we'll get back to that. But uh, we'll, we'll move on Interesting from this take, topic. We'll, yeah, we'll move on from this topic. <laughs> back to Anthem. I, I did want to answer one question before we go because in the chat, Aloof said, Ja, how do you still have any faith? And the, the reason I still have faith somewhat, right, is because... I don't think like I I like I guess I'm not a Blizzard fanboy or anything like that, but I don't think Blizzard stumbled into Overwatch, right? Like I don't think they stumbled into Hearthstone. I don't think they stumbled into StarCraft. They didn't stumble into World of Warcraft, right? Blizzard knows how to make games. They know how to make good games. They know how to make fun games. They know what features to put into games. They do. They don't always get it right. But that is uh, that is that's why they're like you know a top tier developer. Blizzard is right. They they don't make shit games, right? They put a lot of polish on it, a lot of work with it. So I just have faith because like they they have the capacity to know what to do, you know. So I'm I'm just giving them time. That's all. Maybe it's my age. The older you get, the more patient you get. So mm-hmm. until at some point that flips around. So, <laughs> but uh. Let's go ahead and move on to the to the PTR because there were two updates to the PTR 
for two characters that everybody loves, one being Junkrat and the other one being Reaper. And Sim also got a little love, too. But um, kind of. So Junkrat, let's start with him. His projectile speed has been increased, and this is with his frag launcher. His projectile speed has been increased from 20 to 25. So he now shoot. when he shoots, he doesn't shoot faster. But when he shoots, it moves faster. Mm-hmm. This is going to be make it easier for you to get direct hits on targets. All right. Also, his grenades now bounce less but explode sooner. That is tremendous, if you ask me. Like the the randomness of his uh, of getting killed by uh, a junk rat spam or something like that. Right. Is yeah, it's 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 that is going to decrease. Yeah, no I degrees. can speak on that as a uh, as a junk rat lover. Um, for those of you that are rolling your eyes at yet another junk rat buff, this is going to make your life so much better versus junk rat. Um, mostly because like ninety nine percent of the time, if I'm playing on a map and like it just happened to me today, I was playing junk rat and we had a tracer in our back line. Well, our other DPS didn't turn to deal with tracer. I was turning to deal with Tracer at Junkrat. He is probably one of the worst heroes you can have to directly try and hit Tracer. But what he's really good at is Area Denial, which is huge against Tracer. Well, if you're playing against Tracer now and you get a bullshit Junkrat nade on you 99% of the time, it's just bounced off the wall, sat there for three seconds or something, and you run into the damn thing. That'll yep. no longer be a thing. And you won't have Junkrats just literally spamming into an area and just area denial for perpetual amount of time. Now you have junk rats that are denying a specific area, a specific amount of time. If they're good, they hit you, they still do all the damage or whatever, but there's a lot less of that bullshittery, uh, which I agree with even as a junk rat player. So rejoice all of you that hate junk rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, rejoice I mean, anyone that plays Reinhardt cause he'll literally be unplayable now. <laughs> yeah, I I, rip, rip, rip. <laughs> F for my boy Ryan in the chat. <laughs> no, I, I, I do like the change. I mean, the projectile speed increase. I'm like, I don't. I'm gonna try it out. It may make me want to play Junkrat a bit more. Um, you know, because now it's like, okay, well, it moves faster. If I if I just aim a little bit better, I'd be able to hit my targets and stuff like that. Which would be you know how easy it is gonna be for Junkrat to kill Fair in the air now. Oh, you mean after he jumps into the air with his two fucking minds? <laughs> and the now worst he has projectile speed ever. increase? He's never going to miss Farrah. Well, He's what, a hard counter to Farrah now. What they've done, though, is they've adjusted it so the, the arc and everything is the same. So apparently, from, from my understanding, it feels very similar to how it shoots now. It just gets where it's going a bit faster. Um, which, eh. Yeah. I mean, that still doesn't change the the, the fact that Double Minds is a terrible idea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the theory behind Double Minds was a terrible idea. It's with like, why, these, yeah, why would you these, even think that? Who hurt you? Show me on the doll. With all these updates, all these buffs that they've given him, I feel like the obvious way to balance him would be to revert it back to one mind because he still deals plenty of damage now with all these buffs. And then it makes more sense. Why does he need to be so... Uh, so easy at escaping and diving in with all of this damage. Now they're making yeah. it. So he's more potent at a longer range. So why do you need the close up damage capability as well? 
Well, I don't know. The adjustment to the grenades now where they don't have the extra bounce match. I, in my opinion, that makes them less effective at a longer range, at least for spam. Um, this change would make him better with clo- close to mid-range engagements. Uh, that little bit of extra speed isn't going to really change much from long-range spam damage. But the extra bounce and exploding sooner is definitely going to affect that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. If they took it back down to one mine, I wouldn't be sad about it. I'll tell you that much. Because <laughs> that mine is one hell of a disengage, man. It does damage. It knocks him away from you. It knocks you away from him. You know, it's it's. I mean, it's it's like uh, the uh, the ash shotgun, except it has a, it has a uh, I think it has a larger AOE. So yeah, like uh, I, I won't be upset about it. To be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, so Junkrat, that's a that's a buff nerf. But I mean, I think it, it, I think it will improve the game more. So I do agree. Next one is Reaper, and I, I know every time they, I know what this is gonna sound like. Every time they put out a Reaper buff, Ja is nelly negative on it. But still, it's it's because I think that they're trying to make Reaper more of a viable character in higher tiers because that's where he doesn't get played. You could play Reaper on lower tiers. You in in, in Diamond below. You can play Reaper, you know, in the higher tiers where he's not as viable. You don't see him in Overwatch League, and they're trying to help him out there. But this change will not help. Now, here's the change. This all has to do with Shadow Step. Shadow Step can now be used in the air. So you can, like, you know, jump off of something and Shadow Step somewhere. And, you know, gravity still affects, but you can, you can you know, Shadow Step. And that's going to add where he can get to, right? It's going to make his mobility a bit better. Now, if they just added that, I think that will be fine. I would have been perfectly okay with that. Um... But also, the time to reduce Shadow Step is, has been re- it's been reduced by 0.5 seconds. I actually would have been okay with that as well if they did. So now it only takes half the time to come out of Shadow Step. It doesn't mean that Shadow Step takes half the time. It just means that you know you start the Shadow Step, and when you're coming out of the Shadow Step, it's done half the time. All right? Here's where this thing has gone off the rails for me. Reaper is invisible while exiting Shadow Step. That means when you start your Shadow Step, you are visible. But when you reach your destination, that 0.5 seconds that it takes you to come out of the Shadow Step, you are invisible. Nobody can see you. I think you can still get hurt, though. But somebody would have to hit you with something. Uh, But yeah, you're invisible to to the team around you. So basically, you're just going to appear out of nowhere and hit Q if you can. Like, which, and like, The reason I said this is not going to... And also, there's one more thing. You can teleport into surfaces that would normally break. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. But no, actually, well, that's actually a pretty you, big deal. Have you seen New Shadow Step in action, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually went to the PTR and played with it. Okay. Well, the smoke now is still visible. It's just his character model, so you can't get, like, camped as you're, like, coming out of... Like, whenever... You, you can't get sniped in the middle of it, or at least you're not supposed to be able to get sniped when you're in the middle of it but that's the thing right like so reaper being close to you is a problem as a player you don't want reaper near you you want reaper far away from you a counter to that ability where you can literally be in one place and appear in another was that the time it took and your vulnerability that's why and they even said it in the patch notes that shadow step was not made as an engagement tool it wasn't Shadow Step was created so that Reaper could get to different positions, like flanks and stuff like that. That's why I agree with, like, the first two parts of this. You know? Fine. Okay. 
that makes him that makes it so that he can get into other places. Now it's totally an engagement tool because you're right. You can still see the smoke, right? But you can't see his head, which is that's how you killed him. He's a 250 health hero. You have to shoot him in the face while he's in shadow step in order. And in that one second that he is visible, you got to shoot him in the face more than once, unless you're a Widowmaker, right? You get that's how that's how you kill him when he's coming out of shadow step. Now he's invisible. I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. Somebody is gonna count the distance and be able to hit that headshot. Somebody. But Ja, <laughs> the audio cues. But Ja, he's still loud. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. And that—that's another thing. Like that's why I was saying in high level, in, in low level Overwatch, this is gonna call. This is gonna make Reaper even more powerful, more viable. There's gonna be Reapers shadow stepping into groups. And they're going to hit Q and they're going to do, you know, massive damage to a group because in an unorganized group, which is, let's be perfectly honest with you, the bulk of Overwatch competitive matches are played in unorganized groups. You know, that like that's how Reaper takes advantage, just like um, Pirate Ship, right? Like in, in most games, let's be honest, Pirate Ship isn't even ran that well. Pirate ship is not ran that well in most games. So if you can organize your team, you can get the Bastion off of the cart, right? But the problem is that organized team A versus organized team B, if organized team A, un- unorganized team A, has the pirate ship and unorganized team B does not, more than likely unorganized team A is going to win that engagement, right? And this is kind of the same thing with an unorganized team. This is this is this has the potential to really rip the team apart. Now, would the trade-off be worth it if in higher tier play this makes him more viable? Maybe, but I just don't think this is going to make him more viable on higher tier play. Maybe giving him the ability to move around to get better. But the, uh, yeah, like using the shadow step as an engagement tool, like if he did that, he'd still like get trashed, right? Because you have players that have better game sense. They're more in tune to the sounds. They're more in tune to damage. I mean, they melt Reinhardt shields yeah, like it's nothing. Focus fire, right? things like that. The focus fire is there. So I think Reaper is still going to have the same exact issues in higher tier play. Except maybe he that Widow is not going to be able to snipe him as he's shadow stepping. But then again, what Reaper in a high tier is shadow stepping where, where Widowmaker can see them more than once? You know, maybe you didn't know the widow was there. Right? <laughs> okay, so you get you get sniped that one time, but you learned from your mistakes. I, was, I no. just I'm just saying. My line of thinking is that as Shadow Step is now in live um, at higher levels, it's pretty much a death sentence if one person sees you that has the ability to you know kill you. Uh, now that's not necessarily in PTR. I don't think that's necessarily the case unless they're like really good at judging that head hit box. You know, you might take hit like, oh shit, you can get in some cover. I fucked up. I can reset again. It's not a death sentence to use this ability. I think that's their line of thinking. I think, well, the thing is like using shadow step wasn't a death sentence to begin with. If you used it properly, I, it's, I'm sorry, but if you are a player who constantly uses Shadow Step to try to engage somebody and you were dying, I don't want to hear any complaints from you because clearly everything about that ability tells you it's not an engagement. It takes it takes time to go in, takes time to go out. It's loud as shit. He lets everybody know where he is and you are a glowing, flaming reaper. <laughs> you know, everything about that ability tells you you should not be using it for engagement. 
Right. Do and we it, know? Now, now maybe you can use it as a disengage too. Like I don't know how fast I haven't played around with it. Seen how fast it goes out. Only the exit is half a second, dude. <laughs> Only the exit, right. not the entrance. <laughs> you still got to strike that sweet pose on him when you're exiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Like <laughs> uh, you know, like when maybe you like, say your, your team has pushed too far forward. Now you're disengaging. You get behind a pillar real quick, and you know you have time to start. He the already shot. has a dope ass disengage. I'm a, I'm a, I'm smoked oh, yeah. now. I'm smoked now. Goodbye. <laughs> he already has a good disengage. What I'm concerned with, and I hope I'm wrong with this, um, you were saying that he's not invisible to the enemy team when he's in like the half second of invis before coming out of um, Shadow Step. He is he visible to the he is he visible to um, the friendly team at all when he's supposed to be invisible? I believe he is, just like Moira, right? When, when your Moira does a. Uh... Well, here's not Shadow Step, the the, the Shadow Step Express, <laughs> you know, whatever it's, what it's called. And, and this might be overthinking. That's going to be the episode title: Shadow Step, Shadow Step Express. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I'm overthinking here is like if he's able to be healed in a half a second of invis, because I mean, can you imagine getting hit with Invisible Reaper? Oh no, Nano Reaper just immediately in group in my group. I just thought about this Reaper Reaper Shadow Steps uh, invincibility field you know oh, like, you see a batiste you see a batiste throw the the field onto you and like why did he do that next thing you know die 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 like you know like, <laughs> <laughs> oh that just made it worse no ramsey's no reaper's money yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he can be seen by his allies more than like it, it will be in uh, in line with every other invisibility ability, right? Hmm. So it would just, I'm be just whether, <sighs> it would just be whether or not you can affect him with different statuses. Because I mean, we can still heal and like orb sombras that are invis. I don't True. know if you can. Yes. I don't know if you can nano a sombra that's invis. I've never tried, but yeah. I think like. I, I I don't know the answer because I've I, I've never tried to heal a Reaper that was shadow stepping into a group because I'm like he's a dumbass and like <laughs> I just go about my business and heal somebody who's not a dumbass. Well, I don't Dude. think you can nano them in rape form, wraith form, but like, right? Mm, I don't think so. I'm pretty you sure you can't. You can heal in wraith form, can't you? Well, maybe yeah, you can I, nano in wraith form because I know you can't hack them in wraith form. Like, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. know. You, uh, that's the, the thing about Reaper is like, um, in, in my opinion, yes, in higher level play, he he is dealt with. But there's there are going to be certain characters that are just like that, you know. Um, mm. but other than that, like he are like, he has a great disengage. He already has two hundred and fifty health with his, which is more than most heroes. He already has a great way to keep his health up when he's a- actively fighting, you know. And he has a cool hood. Like, what else do you want? <laughs> that, that's that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I don't think this is going to do what they want it to do. And maybe I'm wrong about the theory behind it, right? Maybe they just thought he needed even more help in lower tiers for whatever reason, you know? But it, it, when they make a change like this, it feels like they're just trying to make him more viable in higher tiers. And I don't see, I don't see that happening. You know, no, this is this is not going to make him effective at higher tiers. I mean, we saw one Overwatch League team try to run Reaper in this stage and it got shut down completely. Um, that's with him currently live. 
uh, this isn't going to change anything really. Right. Um, I, I just, nothing about Reaper's kit, the way it's designed is going to change at the higher end. Yeah, They'd yeah, have to I, rework him from the ground up, which I don't see the point in doing because he has, he has a, he has a place in the game. It's just not in the pros, you know, and exactly that that's okay. I feel like it's, it's okay that he's good in silver and gold, but he's garbage in the pros. That That's fine. Yeah, and mm. I understand that certain people want to play Reaper because they really like him. Well, let them stay in gold and platinum and play yeah, Reaper to your heart's content. I mean, Moira is in a similar position, just with limited, like the limitedness of her kit. But I don't see. Kit. I mean, I see one Moira whiny Moira man for every like. Because I don't know any whiny Reaper mains, but still, like <laughs> some heroes are just not going to be suited to higher level play because other characters have more utility. Exactly. That, and you do know a whiny reason. Reaper player. His name is Blazing Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they buff Reaper? I don't get it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, every Reaper uh, buff they give, Bob's answer is like, oh, Reaper's trash. They needed to buff him. Like, Bob Reaper was not trash. <laughs> uh, but let's, let's move on. So the Sim buff technically speaking is her teleporter no longer blocked by breakable objects so you just like reaper where he shit can shadow step now onto a rail uh symmetric can teleport onto objects that would that uh normally would block her from putting her teleporter which is nice because it is a little annoying with the teleporter sometimes yeah. uh, sounds, sounds like someone on, found on that particular line of code with that particular bug and said oh fuck we can fix these things now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys did you see this like <laughs> yeah see, no, we are listening. A, who the fuck wrote the if true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that'd be nice. I have made some bad calls sometimes playing so much. Like, okay, I'm gonna teleport up there. Okay, no, I'm not. Okay, we're dead now. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you know, so uh that will be that will be nice. The most important update of this of the on the PTR right now, I gotta tell you. This one is the one we've all been waiting for, folks. And uh I hope you enjoy it. You can now set your victory pose to random. Rejoice! Nice. Rejoice! <laughs> I mean, we that's how you win all the players back right there. <laughs> Thank you for Subtle listening, changes. Papa Jeff. That's, Subtle that's changes just like that. Is, is, that's all you got to do sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So now, the, from the complainer's point of view, well, how do I get a victory pose not to show up? What if I don't want the heroic victory pose? That's going to ruin my Overwatch experience. What if I don't like this game and I don't want to celebrate shit, even a win? Yeah. Where's that? Where's that emote, Jeff? Exactly. So where's my dead game emote for the celebration screen? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, that that is an option coming. And also, there is an option to set your profile to your so so that your group can only see it. Um, no, no. I mean, that's not enough. That one, I'll say that's not enough. Uh. Mainly because the, the hard WPR stance is that profile should not be private and competitive. It shouldn't. Right. We drew a line in the sand a long time ago. Yes. And the sand's <laughs> not going anywhere. The winds have not shifted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hard, hard WPR stance on that one. Pro, profile should not be private in, uh, in, 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 in competitive. And I understand why they enabled it because they're worried about people getting boxed in the roles and you know stuff like that. Uh, but at the same time, it can help you make player choices. Like if you're looking, 
if you haven't picked yet and you're looking at what other people play, you can be like, okay, well, this person likes to play this, so let me play something else instead, you know? I'd do it. I honestly think there should be something put in where if you hold tab in the character select screen, it shows the top three played heroes of each person on your team underneath their name. Like, make it more transparent. Make it more obvious than having to go through everything and look. Give it, just put it out there for everyone. There was something that will help that will help the hero selection and team comps so much at lower levels. There was something I forgot to mention for a few for a few weeks, and I don't know when this happened. I don't know if I just never noticed it before, right? So me as a solo player, right? You know how when you go into LFG, when you go into LFG, it displays the roles for everybody, and I have I have never noticed this for it before. So as a solo player, I got I got paired up with an LFG in a game. And I could see their roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen. I've never. I noticed that before. If it's been there from the beginning, I've never noticed it. Yeah, right? if they're locked in but a role. You've see... been always been able to see it. Which is that? If they're locked in a role, then you've always been able to see it. Right, but even as me as a solo player, like I've never noticed it. Like me coming in via solo queue. Me, right. Ja, yeah, opening him Overwatch not in his group. Yeah, me not in the group, not in their group. I'm pretty sure it's always been that way. Yeah, like me opening Overwatch, hitting comp, the thing that we say that they shouldn't be able to do, just hitting comp and going in, Ja doing that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and getting into a game and being paired with like a, like a four or five stack. You know, me not in that group, I was able to see the roles of the players, which actually helped me pick a different role. Remember uh, like, a couple, a few episodes back, we had the duo queue guys and both of them had DPS uh on their LFG things, and we and we could see it even though we weren't in their LFG. I don't remember seeing that. No, I I know they picked DPS. That's the thing; they picked DPS. Uh, but like, I didn't know they had the L the like the LFG icon on there, like on 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 the screen. I don't remember and if I'm you like, were playing with us, but I remember making a point about it because I thought they were locked in the roles. And uh, if you were talking, I wasn't paying attention. That's probably why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that makes a lot of that. God, so much makes sense now. <laughs> no like i, I never Message. noticed it be- yeah <laughs> i never noticed it before i'm just like dude that's that's inc- incredibly helpful because they were like support support tank dps that's and- almost a workaround for the community's own version of like roll queue right like if you're gonna two stack you might as well do it in lfg and join each other in there so you can show the rest of the people you're playing with what you want to be playing. Right. Right. And that's kind of the deal, right? Like I um if they just add like a role preference thing, right? Where yeah. as you're going into the competitive match, this is just another option that Jaw's giving you for free cuz I don't work for Blizzard. But, you know, <laughs> if as you're going into the match, put like a little drop down underneath the the the, the uh, you know, the button what role do you want to play? Because then they don't have to lock two 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 if they don't really want to. You know, maybe you can have an option to lock roles, and you get put into a queue of people who also want to lock roles. But maybe you just go into a queue of people, and they put two supports, two tanks, two DPS, and then from there you figure it out, right? From from there you figure out, but you see what everybody wants to be, and if you can put your preference, most people who play this game. Most people are not trolls, right? When they want to play healer, they want to play healer. When they want to play DPS, they want to play DPS, you know? 
And they'll just pick their role and they'll go about their business. Now, whether they talk to you while they're doing it is a different story. But hey, one problem at a time, right? Um, that's that, that's kind of the deal, though, right? Like, I mean, like if you can, if you could just because part of the problem is going into a match and you have three or four support mains, and then like somebody's like, dude, I can't play a tank. I can't play a DPS. You know, that's part of the problem you know but like i think that would be that would be huge if they added stuff like that and just to let you know what people want to play what they want to play you know so but um yeah but let's go ahead and you guys all done are you guys ready to move on you guys you guys good no i want to make sure nobody okay all right, this bus is moving. All right, so let's get into our community questions. The first one comes from Twitter. It's nothing, uh, nothing man seven sixty three. He messaged, well, he sent a tweet to Watchpoint Radio, and I was going to reply back, but then I was like, you know, there's a lot of people who are who wonder this, and we've tackled it before, so we might as well just tackle it on the show. He says, "Why do these pros shoot Zarya's bubble?" I'm watching the Overwatch League, and they're talking about how much damage Zarya is doing and how charged up she is. It doesn't do any good to shoot it. So why do they do it? Don't mind me. I'm a low, I'm a low platinum player. And no, it's a, it's a good question to ask. And the thing about shooting the Zarya bubble and the pros is that just like in high level, like you'll hear us talk about high level Overwatch play, like in Masters or Grandmaster, where they melt Rhine shields like they're nothing, and then they focus fire characters like they're nothing. That's why Reaper is no good up there. That even that exists at even a higher level in the Overwatch League because they are definitely communicating with each other, right? So if somebody calls Zarya out and she pops her bubble, it doesn't matter because they are focused firing on her, right? If they can melt a Reinhardt, you can melt a Zarya because that Zarya bubble is only it's only two hundred HP. She has uh, four hundred health, so that's six hundred HP total. No armor on that, you know. So you just you just wipe her out. That's why they shoot her bubble. Because more than likely, they're going to kill her. They're focus firing her, and they're going to kill her, right? right? Or even they're going to, if she bubbles somebody and they shoot through their bubble, shoots through the bubble, they're going to kill that person. So let's she, say she bubbles a McCree or something like that to save them. They're going to burst the bubble, and then they're going to you know mow down McCree, right? That's what they're going to do. And even though they did increase her power by 40, you know, they also just turn that fight into a 5v6. At least that's the goal, right? That's the goal to to shooting her. It's like, whoever's behind it, you're going to kill it. And right. low-level Overwatch, or normal Overwatch, let's just start calling it. I'm going to stop calling it low-level low, low Overwatch. I'm going to start calling it normal Overwatch. Today, episode 152, normal Overwatch, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so for all and, the normies out there. For all the normies out there. Um in normal Overwatch, people shoot the bubble because they're not paying attention. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, there's there's one person fighting another person. That person gets bubbled, and that one person just continues to shoot it. And like, okay, when the bubble comes down, I'll just you know I'll just kill the person. Like, no, you won't, dude. Like, you won't do it. Not by yourself. You know, if if you're gonna shoot through a bubble, you need to have that. There, it needs to be a focus fire style situation. So it's, I mean, maybe the answer your question is because they know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, they're going, they're like, they're, they will probably, they'll probably confirm the kill. But what we see in platinum and gold and even in diamond is that somebody 
either A, just not paying attention, or B, they've watched the Overwatch League. They're like, oh, it's a Zarya bubble. It's not that big of a deal. Dude, I can't even tell you how much, especially after this latest patch with the DPS, uh, with the DPS buffs. I've been getting crazy charge in, you know, on Zarya. You know, so yes, it does. It does matter. Maybe with the meta changes coming into stage two, maybe we'll see them be a bit more careful with the uh with uh with you know those uh shooting those Zarya bubbles because she'll be up that even that much faster so we'll see but anybody yeah. anybody else got anything uh, just to be perfectly clear because i didn't know this for like the first three or four maybe even six months that i played the game is that you can actively pop Zarya's bubble um due to under damage the bubble literally goes away and it has happened to me a few times where i bring up my bubble as Zarya and it gets deleted like the very next second uh mm-hmm. and you just get laid flat out. So Yeah, know. we had a situation one time where I actually had to go back and watch a replay. Um where I was recording my gameplay. Kinder put his bubble up. I saw him put his bubble up, but then he got killed by a diva bomb. I'm like, what the hell? Your bubble was up. He was like, I know. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> we were trying to figure it out. And I went and I watched the replay. And I had to slow it down like times like five to see it. And I slowed it down times five in literally maybe a millisecond before the diva bomb went off. His bubble got popped like a millisecond and it got him. My bubble couldn't have been up for more than like half a second. Like I (laughs) put it up right in time. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just I mean, the the enemy team did their job. They 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 got the bubble popped and it just so happened right at the same time as uh, as diva's uh, mech going off. So. Right, and that that would yeah. be an ideal situation in which you would want to shoot a Zarya bubble is if there's about to be a lot of damage coming in, or if there's like a Reaper, your Reaper is ulting on him or something like that. Shoot a bubble then, if you know that she's about yeah. to take a shit ton of damage. Yep, yep. So, but normally, in normal Overwatch, don't shoot Zarya's bubble. <laughs> you know, in normal Overwatch, if you're playing with a team and you got focus fire, that is a different story. That is a different story. So, uh, the next question comes from Wood Tier Guru. He says, "With all the discussion of roll queue and lock two two two, do you think that all the recent balance changes are just a hail mary before the devs just take the easy way out? Do you think the doors that lock two 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 would open, such as more specialized hero balancing, e.g., making Brig better at healing and worse at DPS tanking, are healthier for the game than what we currently have?" like to dive into this one real quick. That's fine. Go um, for it. So kind of what we talked about earlier, 222 kind of stifles the game and the creativity of it. Um, I, I don't know if it makes anything more healthy other than it, make, it makes an easier time for Blizzard to be able to balance the game. And they've came out and said as much that the, the game would be easier to balance if it was a lock 222. They could get away with more things without certain interactions happening. Um, but I think you put the game in a really weird spot if you do that. Um, does it bring some people back? Sure. But I don't think it actually helps anything at the end of the day. It probably makes things more frustrating um, for roll queue. Or I'm sorry, for uh, roll times. Queue times. There you go. Queue times will be in- insanely long if you are, let's say, a DPS player. Um, DPS players are going to be a dime a dozen. So those spots are going to get filled 
faster than the other ones. If you're a tank player or a healer, you're going to get games like that. But the DPS players just kind of slow everything down quite a bit. Right. And I, I think what's going to happen if they do do that is that you have a lot of heroes that are hybrids of, like, say, you like Morris, healer DPS hybrid. Well, actually, but Baptiste is too. Uh, and then you have, like, tank DPS or tank healer, you know, hybrids, things like that. Hybrid heroes like that are the, the entire point of them is that they're not great at either one of those roles, but they have pieces of both. And you're not going to be able to run heroes like that in 2-2-2 a lot of times. So if you want to have Hamster running main tank, that's no longer an option. You're going to have to run an absolute main tank such as Arisa or Ryan, and you're not going to be able to run like Hamster as a main tank comp or... um. Like, say, you want to run Baptiste. I haven't really fooled with him a whole lot, but he doesn't seem like a very effective main healer, which I guess you'd run him as an off-heels anyway. But what I'm saying is that you're going to have to really change a lot of the heroes from the ground up that are these hybrid types to make them more viable to cover either your main tank or off-tank roles or your main DPS, off-DPS, main off-heels, whatever. Um... It's just not going to work a lot of time because you have to run weird comps like May. I, I actually May is a really good example. She doesn't fit anywhere in the two 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 comp. What does she do? Uh, she's a bad DPS, a bad tank, not a healer at all. Where does she fit? Yeah, I don't know where you slot in a lot of these hybrid characters that you mentioned. Like, what does Brig get classified as? What does Baptiste get classified as? I mean. Is Brig a tank well, or is she a healer? Because right. she's a piss poor healer when she's part of a two two or two two two. So if mm -hmm. you force two two two, Brig's unplayable. Um, which could be fine in everyone's opinion right now. But then again, what does what does May look like? Um, what would the all these other characters look like that don't really thrive in a two two two? Uh, you know, meta. ecosystem. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Yeah, <laughs> ecosystem. Had a brain fart it, there. <laughs> On a minor, minor, inconsequential note, I think it also hurts stall comp. So where you can't have switching out just to to monkey ball May and Doomfist randomly just to hold a point really quickly. I think there's going to be a lot of comps that you just can't even like. It's obviously there's going to be a lot of comps you just can't even run. But it's, I think it's definitely going to be. It's way too delicate just to hot fix it and assume that it would be like a quick like oh my bad one one quick patch to fix everything. Right. And when you do have to switch particular heroes to take advantage of certain situations, then, you know, every time you switch a hero that resets an ult. Well, if you have a character, you have a hero or you have somebody that's running an unnecessary hero, like say you're running Brig and they're running something that counters Brig. Well, the Brig would switch to like, say you're trying to counter pirate ship. You want to use May to pop up the Bastion or something like that. So you switch the Brig to to may and you use that well if you have to switch whatever may would be if you have to switch one of your dps or something like that you lose all that ult charge uh all the consequences of that you lose your damage etc etc there's a shit ton of factors that would go into that in the force 222 other than just you know the meta it hurts the flow of the game in general uh changes the decision making of the entire game as well True. 
No, I, I was just what a good I, synopsis I, you laid out there, Joe. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll keep it charged. I just personally, I think it's a bad idea because it ruins the flexibility of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, while it does make balancing a bit easier, one of the things that makes Overwatch unique is the complexity and the flexibility of the game. You know, and I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that ruined. Um, I still don't think they need to add a like a role queue that takes you directly into the game. It takes you directly into a match. I think that's that's part of the problem here with with their with their line of thinking with this. That they want you to be able to hit a button and go directly into a match, keep comp accessible, and the problem with comp is the accessibility, right? Like no, like don't do that. Like let's just why don't why can't you? Okay, fine. Go into a role queue that throws you into an LFG that's looking for people. You know, why can't you just do that for every make comp? Like teams of six. Like you have to get teams of six, right? You have to go in with a team of six, a group of six, I should say. And when you hit the comp button, if you're not a group of six, boop, it puts you into an LFG. And then you know, yes, not all of the experiences, not all the interactions will be positive but now you can at least talk uh to a degree or if you hop if you get put into a group and nobody's talking or half the group's not talking you can get out of there you can leave right. you know give the players some options you know yeah, that's another thing i wish they would do too is i wish they would allow a short amount of time that people could leave a comp match at the very very beginning before the gameplay starts like say 10 seconds People could leave and they could bring someone else in, fill it in like quick play queue or something like that. And if they could fill it within a certain amount of time, then the game goes if it doesn't shut down. Right. I mean, I'd be down with that even if it was the first like 30 seconds, like during the pick phase, right? If somebody left during the pick phase and they backfill during the pick phase, right. you know, I'd be down with that because Granted, like, okay, that fine, would kind of suck phase. to come into a game and everybody's set up on point and now you're just coming in backfilled. That would. Right. Well, that's just like the the pick phase, like when you're like, and not the only the first pick phase, right? Not the oh, second. Okay, I got you, got you, got you. Yeah, not only the first pick phase. Like that would be fine with being like, okay, fine. It holds the game up a bit, but you you backfill a person. Uh, you put that same timer up. If you can't backfill a person in a certain amount of time, okay, in the game. That's it. So right. no, and I, I, I don't necessarily that. penalize the person that leaves either, because I've had it a few times where I start up a game or I forget that I'm in queue or something like that. And then all of a sudden, I'm in a game. Oh fuck! You know, if I'm, you do it, if you do it on a regular basis, I think that's a problem. Maybe, yeah. maybe not penalize you via SR, but you can't queue for the next ten minutes, right? Right. So something like that. Slap on the wrist. Uh, okay. Yeah. So with that, that we're gonna wrap up community questions there. But before we start wrapping up the end of the show, we do have an announcement to make. Oh yes. I'm shutting down Watchpoint Radio. Fuck you all. No, oh, I'm God. <laughs> I'm free. Jaw wins the podcast. Yeah. No, no, that is not what's happening here. Actually, we are diving deeper into Overwatch with a new show we are going to be publishing called Push the Point. And the person that is going to be hosting that show. Is our friend Ramsey's here? <laughs> Ulterior motive for Hi bringing all. him on as a guest. 
<laughs> See, I was wondering why earlier he spent all that time plugging every other show that does Overwatch and then promotes his other show that streams at the same time that we stream. But now <laughs> it's, it's coming back now. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we, uh, we are launching a new show, Push the Point, which is an actual, it's an Overwatch League-centric show, an Overwatch League-centric podcast. So, Ramsey, why don't you tell us a bit about it? Thank you, Joe. My best friend, draw everybody. He's so good to me. Um, so um, Push the Point is the show we're looking at doing as far as there's so many Overwatch League recap shows. I mean, I can think of so many where you can just go in, get your score recap, get your player recaps, and then get out. What we're trying to go for is we're, we want to approach Overwatch League like people would analyze a lot of other sports leagues. For the NBA, for the NFL, you have a lot of shows that really are talking about what are the storylines going on with the league? What are what's going on with certain players? I mean, granted, this isn't you don't talk about the meta in football or basketball, but how is a meta shift really going to affect different teams? What different teams are doing both with their marketing or with just their social groups? So we're pushing this as a place where we can really have more of a dialogue and a back and forth conversation about what's going on with Overwatch League rather than just your normal. Oh, New York beat Seoul. Seoul beat New York. Here are the scores. Okay. Yeah. So like uh, we are trying to do something a, a bit different with it. I think people who've been listening to the network for some time know that we don't really do a show just to do it. Right. Like we don't want to do a show like, oh, well, they have a recap show. We need a recap show. If that was the case, we'd be pretty late to the boat <laughs> at, yeah, at this point. A little bit. Uh, yeah. So we, we do think, uh, you know, that a show like this, could really, you know, well, not only just expand Overwatch League content, but it can give you something to listen to that's not repetitive, right? Just another person giving you their take on the the latest Overwatch League matches. And, you know, we do hope you'll enjoy it. Uh, push the point. We're looking to launch that next week, actually. The first episode should be out next week. I will let you know if that In time changes. with Stage 2 of Overwatch League. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like we'll, we're hoping to get that out next week. I'm not sure if we have a day determined. Yeah, I think that we were pushing for Tuesday, if I remember properly. I think um, so. Yeah, so we're gonna you know try and like I said, just keep an eye out uh, for the Mashes Buttons Twitter or even the Watchpoint Radio Twitter, and we'll keep you guys up to date on uh, what is happening. Uh, there is a Twitter for uh, for there is gonna be a push the point Twitter. We just I don't think we we've got we haven't we don't have the graphics for it yet, so we're gonna get that. Yeah, the, the handle has been secured. We just don't have the images yet. Yes, yeah, so uh but yeah, all that's gonna be coming soon. Expect to hear more from that, like I said, within the coming week when we uh when we launch the new show and I'd like to welcome Ramses to the uh to the you know matches buttons team here. I'm happy to be a part of it. This is really fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. Yes, it's it starts fun. It definitely starts fun. <laughs> it, get, it gets a lot worse really. <laughs> they quickly. don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. the the uh, The mash community is actually a lot of cool people. I'm not just saying that because you know it's it's the community for the for the company that I own. But still, no, <laughs> a lot of cool people. I haven't had to kick anybody out of Discord, so I call that a plus. You just have to be ready <laughs> to be harassed by Kinder, like constantly. Frequently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so, so you'll hoping. hear, yeah, <laughs> you'll hear he more. Will, he will meme you. Just be ready. Yeah, I will harass you sexually or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right, so like I said, you'll hear more about Push the Point soon, so stay tuned to that. And with that, we'll start closing up here. Uh, we do have a community episode, should be this week. I'd like to really give a shout out to Dens for being very patient with me for getting his uh, community episode out. It was a good one. I really did enjoy it, doing it, and going back and editing. I'm like, man, this is actually, this is, this is not actually pretty good, but I'm like, this is pretty good. So uh, I, I think everybody will <laughs> nice enjoy <save. laughs> yeah. no, This is actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, for one of these community Thanks. episodes, it sucks. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> remember it sucks when i recorded it <laughs> yeah. no but uh yeah that should that should be this week uh like to, you know if you are looking to group up with players we do have ranked roles in our discord so you can hook up with other silver players or gold players or if you're you know if you're playing in a rank like platinum or diamond and you're looking to you know help out other players you can also jump in and, and help with that so i do think we're still looking for i saw some silver players even some bronze players asking for help and I don't just don't think we have enough of those players. So if you are in those ranks, like please join up, and you know you guys can group up and pull yourselves out of bronze and silver, hopefully, um, or at least attempt to. At least attempt to, yes. <laughs> so any any rank, you know, you're, you're more than welcome to join. All right, we'll get into our Discord info here in a second. Uh, also, Xbox Game Night should be, and I will have to confirm with Mellow Yeti, but it should be next Friday, April 5th, should be the Xbox Game Night for the, for the month of April, and I am going, I, I should be there, I should be there, I, I think that I, I, yeah, I missed the last one, unfortunately, and I really got to get better at making those, so I'm going to make my best effort to be there at Xbox Game Night on April 5th. Uh, don't have any word on the next PS4 game night, but I'm sure Death Squad will let me know the next time they're going to hold an official game. Even those guys, they play together on a regular basis, so that's pretty cool on the PS4. Um, I would actually recommend hopping in the uh, the Watchpoint Radio Overwatch community on PS4, or actually the Watchpoint Radio uh, Watchpoint Radio Overwatch Club on the Xbox, and you can keep up with both of those groups. Uh, did we get that info for the Watchers tournament this week, Ben? Yeah, give me one second. Find it again. This is that. Stream. Yep, it is Thursday at nine o'clock. So two nights from tonight, uh, the finals for this month's uh, Overwatch Brawl. Mm, okay. So and actually, Thursday oh. at nine o'clock, twitch.tv slash the Watchers OW. Gotcha. Okay. And, and I'll, uh, I'll, oh, what's up? You got more? Um, yeah, it'll be the Toronto Tide Pods against the uh, uh, a- APTYX Esports. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. And Aloof in, in, in the chat just asked, what about PC? Um, what about More him? and more people have been asking about doing the PC game night. Uh, in terms of PC game nights, I know Omnic Lab does one that's actually pretty big. The Calvary does one. I think they 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 don't alternate weeks. I know. I think Omnic Lab does. Do they do theirs once a month? I can't remember. I can't remember. And either. I think, I think I Calvary either. does one every other week. Um, there, more and more people have been asking us to do a PC game. I might see what I can do to play it together. Is that the the P, like the thing about the, the game nights? Well, first of all, for the consoles, I don't run them. Right? They they're actually a pretty big commitment to do. So I really do appreciate Mellow Yeti and Death Squad, you know, putting those together uh, for us. Uh, and, and running those on a regular basis, so I don't. I, it's I. It's hard for me to dedicate to saying like, yes, we will do a PC game night when I don't know for sure if I'll be able to make it myself. You know, right? It's kind. It's kind of difficult. So if yeah. we can come up with something, I mean, obviously then, we have a hard enough time just getting the podcast, <laughs> much less a fucking uh, game night. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so if we can if we can if we can work something out, then we definitely will. I'm not like opposed to game nights or anything like that, but you know, we'll we'll do what we can, especially since uh more, You heard it here uh, first, Jaws anti PC game night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, more and more people have been requesting it. <clears throat> so uh if you're not with us on the stream, we do stream every Tuesday. We usually try to start around nine PM, but sometime between nine and ten PM we usually get started. Uh, so we'd love to have you here so you can join us in the chat, just like Aloof has been here. Uh, we do want to hear about Hi, your Aloof. watch stories. <laughs> we want to hear about your Overwatch stories, so we'll get into our contact info a little bit later. I already talked about our PS4 and Xbox One communities and clubs. But like I said before, we'd love to have you in Discord. So please join us there at discord.me slash match those buttons. And we would also, you know, if you are looking, if you're on Facebook and you're looking for more Overwatch players to connect with, you can always join Heroes of Overwatch on Facebook. It's a great Facebook group, whether you're just trying to keep Overwatch news, memes, or you're looking for people to play with. All right. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you guys, actually, our, our guest first, Ramses, why don't you give out your, uh, how can people get a hold of you? You can find me at Ramses underscore OW on Twitter. And we do Owl by the Numbers every Tuesday at 6 PST, 9 Eastern. And push the points hours and streaming schedule is getting nailed down in the next week, but that'll be public really shortly. All right. You two know the drill. What's up? <laughs> uh, you can find me on the internet and drunk <laughs> on the back porch somewhere. I just just listen to another one of our other shows. You, you'll, you'll find me. <laughs> um, and uh, I am the dude abides underscore B on Twitter. And uh, you can find me on Discord um, playing a multitude of games right now. Um, Overwatch is one of them. But uh, there's other games too, so hit me up. No, not other games. <laughs> no, not that. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I, we haven't opened the relationship with Overwatch right now. <laughs> no. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Church of Ja. And when I do stream, you can find me right here on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Uh, and I encourage you guys to reach out to us, like I said, with your Overwatch stories or comments or questions. And you can email us at WPR at MashThoseButtons.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter or on Discord. You know, you can just talk to us. <laughs> you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. But, yeah, we love hearing from you guys. So, like I said, any comments or questions, feel free to ask. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others. And also to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you want to take your support and get uh, a bit further, you can become a patron. You can, uh, which is patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. You can um, buy merch from our Teespring store, which is teespring.stores. Teespring.com slash stores slash match those buttons. And uh, you can also become a Twitch subscriber, which is twitch.tv slash mash those buttons and i encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our uh other shows that we have on the mashes button network soon you know push the point is going to be on there too so and eventually eventually (laughs) (laughs) and with that i thank you guys for listening again and we will catch you next week next time we play apex (laughs) why are we still here just to suffer every night I can feel my leg and my arm even my fingers 
The body I've lost, the comrades I've lost, won't stop hurting. It's like they're all still there. You feel it too, don't you? Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.